to Simpler. We are three pastors, husbands, and fathers on a journey to make life simpler by holding Jesus as the core for every belief and practice. This journey has shaped us to be more like Christ, freed us from the shame of failure, and encouraged us to a deeper love of our Lord and God. We invite you to join us in the discussions that have shaped and continue to shape our lives. Speaking of that, the Bud Light's giving away free beer some places, <laughs> trying to get people to drink it again. That's so ridiculous, man. Whoops. Uh, I wonder if does that does that marketing director still have the job? There was a leave of absence I heard about, but I don't mm. know what that means or where she went. She's probably dead in a ditch somewhere. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. That's the corporate stuff, man. That it's went like, dark. That's sketchy. true. Well, I mean, that's the kind of... Anyways, it's... I don't... So I actually don't feel like I was talking about the floor a second ago. Mm-hmm. My guess is that there's probably like... There really is like a a group of people who have those... Like the influence on those kind of decisions. Yeah. This isn't like a democratic the Illuminati. I, I mean... No. <laughs> that, I remember... Here, you can call them whatever you want. I think there is something like that and has always been. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Not always, but you know what I'm saying. What are they yeah, called yeah. with the compass? Uh, the Freemasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was there was a clip that was resurfacing. It's probably always being shared. I just recently saw it again of uh, of Hillary Clinton's and Donald Trump's one of their big debates where they're like walking around with the microphones and stuff. And the question he got was, "Did you did you utilize that 900 million dollar loss as a write off on your taxes?" And he was like, "Yes, I did." And, uh, and I'll tell you what, Hillary's donors do the exact same thing. And I remember watching that back in, what was that? 2016 and being like, man, dude, just answer their question. Like, don't have to divert everything over here. Like answer about your character, but it's so crucial to why the question was asked yeah. for him to expose like this. I I'm doing it for business purposes, for these purposes, these purposes, these people are doing it to, uh, he's like, it's a system that can be re- or not rigged. I forget how he said it, but yeah. we're basically playing to the system and the person you're trying to, to support more fully, the other people do the exact same thing. Yeah. Like he was like, I actually understand the tax code a lot better than they do. They're doing a lot more for personal gain and I'm doing it for all these other purposes as well. And so what's funny is like, I remember watching that and I bet, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, obviously I didn't really change the voting pool. That's when he won, but I remember like a lot of people being like, yeah, why couldn't you answer a straight question? But it's so intentional because he's showing like, he's showing the fault of asking the question to begin with. Yeah. Like you're coming from a perspective of, of trying to attack me. Whereas if, if you had an actual issue with the act, you would be condemning all of the people. But he said, but he, how do you say? He said, I'm not going to mention their names because they're not famous. And I'm not going to make them famous. And in so doing, like, he's also showing out the fact that like, nobody's researching these people. They're just feeding money under the table yep. to get their, um, uh, whatever they want done to, to, to feed their own objective or their own agenda. Yep. So what I'm looking for. So yeah, it's interesting. Sketchy and sad. And it's always been, you know what I mean? Always. It's been that way for a very, very long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's always, I forget how you said it when we, you were talking about uh, Ryan, when you were talking about being us being citizens of the kingdom that Sunday, but you had mentioned like, uh, Governments always usually or has been for a long time always a place for people to exploit their power or something like that. Yeah. Uh, power grabs and different yeah. things. You, you kind of you elaborated more on that that Sunday, but people are utilizing this authority to for selfish gain for their own agenda, whatever that looks like, instead of for the betterment of the people as it actually should be. Money and power, man. Money and power. Man. And the only time it'll change is when Jesus brings His kingdom. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And that's the simpler view. Yeah, <laughs> we just did a little right. mini episode. See you guys last <laughs> Thank you guys. Week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, hey, let's go on over to the PCC, everybody. Chime. Let's step on over to the culture corner of me, Pierce. Uh, so this one, uh, 
I laugh. It's really not funny, but it's just ridiculous. So there was, I don't know what podcast it was from, but there's clips from a podcast where these people were sending in questions and there's a Christian podcast, kind of a youth ministry type podcast. And excuse me, this person had said they were noticing that their son was spending eight to nine hours a day on the Bible app. And they were like, I don't want to condemn that behavior, but that seems so weird. Like what's going on with that? So she kind of wanted to do some research as to like making sure what they're, what they're doing. And, um, and I forget how, I don't know if she went into parental controls or if she talked to them, but it found out that they, they were using, their child was using the Bible app to send nudes to their girlfriend and what you can do. And, and I was like, what in the world? So taken aback by that, what you can do is you can share a verse, you can share a verse and then you can pick a background that they have. Or you can take a picture of your own background and send them to them. So, and I don't know if you can, if you can change in the settings where it doesn't save to your camera roll. And so it's not in the camera roll. It's not in the cloud. It's all within the app, but all the, all the parent can see is they're reading the Bible eight to 10 hours a day. And also somebody brought up in the podcast, they're like, what's also insane to me about that is that that means this girl is receiving naked pictures of her boyfriend with little Bible verses <laughs> every time. Like, like how ridiculous is this whole situation? But what what I was just thinking about it was to be morbid, like I would just send that Ezekiel passage. <laughs> just over and over and over again. Yeah. Oh, that's the size. Maybe it was like this inner conflict of him of like, I really want to give in a sexual temptation, but I also want her to come to the Lord. <laughs> There's a anyway, yeah. So it's I was so flabbergasted, just taking it back. But what's but what I thought about initially I, I like the initial concern of the parent, but I also hate the fact that like, if someone is doing Christian things for a long time, that invokes like, what are you really doing? What's really going on over there? And this, <laughs> they weren't doing Christian things I, for a long time. That's true. Yeah. 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 But like, but I don't, for, I don't know anybody who reads their Bible eight or nine hours a day. <laughs> no, just nonstop. Wake up and go. I, I don't yeah. know people who do that much in a week. Yeah. Which, yeah. So I do, I do hate the fact that it's like, it's, maybe not promoting, but help, help, not helping and trusting your kids for sure. But I also do like the fact that like it, it can help. This is being brought to the attention because it can help broaden the minds of a lot of parents because a lot of, I bet I, I'm trying to figure out like parental controls and stuff like that. Riley's getting to that age where she's utilizing our devices and she's tapping on her own things and going about it. We, we have this really cool game now called tiny taps. It's helping her um, with color association, counting, and actually using it in real life situations. Like how, like it'll say, it'll say, Hey, be sure, go, go find the one block. And there's several stacks of blocks, but you have to find the one block. And so it's helping her kind of problem solve in those situations for a two-year-old. But because of that, she's being more on devices, more using apps more. And I think that if the heart of a lot of people is to be conniving or to pursue pleasure, a lot of people are going to find a ways around certain controls around mm -hmm. certain things. And so I think that this is just another one of those avenues If this person wanted to pursue sexual pleasure, wanted to pursue uh, being explicit within their relationship and okay, well, I can't do it. My mom's keeping an eye on everything I do on my phone. How can I get around that? And so constantly searching for it. And I think that no, this isn't any slight at this individual parent, but I think a lot of parents put their hopes in the controls instead yep. of teaching and aiding their um, their children to pursue the Lord and what, yeah. and what it looks like to pursue the Lord and how it's not about these, these guidelines. It's not about these rules. It's not about the, these things we put in place, but rather it's about 
Christ. It's yeah. about a pursuit of the Lord. And so, and, I, and they, they didn't dive in that deep into this person. That's not, a, if you, if anybody's listening, they happen to know that specific story. I don't know it. I don't know all the details. This person may have taken the opportunity to really teach and lead, which is dope. And also maybe they are teaching and leading. That kid doesn't give a crap, which is can also right. very much be the case. So, but I do. I think, I think instead of saying that's dope, as Christians, we probably ought to say that's Advil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. We don't want to do the illegal drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we just do the uh, ones that the government has said is okay even though there's probably more <laughs> it's true, yeah. More health issues associated with anyways. I want to go down that path a lot just because people say that's sick, man. I don't say that's sick because, you know, Jesus bore a sickness. And so <laughs> I don't say that's sick. That's healthy. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's uh, so healthy. <laughs> and I also like to just thinking about uh, that, that this conversation as well kind of talk, ties into what we had talked about last week of just perspectives about Jesus. Perspectives if, if in how we use apps, how we use things, let's glorify the Lord in that. Um yeah. Well, I saw a post last week where some lady was saying that you can't call people the goat. Like if you call people the goat, they're like, they're not Christians because God separates the sheep from the goats. At the end. I, thought they were gonna, I thought they were going to do like, like the goat God, like the half, like, no, it was like, like pawn the, or pan the, it was yeah, talking yeah. about how people want to be the goat in their given field. And it was like, yeah, because they don't know Jesus. That's why they want to be the goat. That's so funny. There was one time, right. Oh and I, gosh. I don't know. You can, you can, you can help me if you were serious or not. But there was one time at the 710 years ago where I said, you're the man. And you go, oh, I don't want to be the man. I was not serious. <laughs> but it, it was a joke that me and my friends had in college. I got you. Because the, What's funny is I took you seriously for a while. That's funny. Because <laughs> the only place in the whole Bible where the phrase, because in the late 90s, everybody was like, hey, you're the man. You're the mm -hmm. man. Like all the time. It got really old. Yeah. So to combat that, <laughs> I said the only place in the whole Bible anyone ever says you're the man is when Nathan confronts David about yeah. his adultery with Bathsheba and killing Uriah. Dude, I 100% <laughs> thought you were serious. <laughs> I so, love that day and I was like, I can never call Ryan the man. Because <laughs> it, it became a huge joke. It was That's great. so funny. Look at that. 10 years later now, I know for sure. <laughs> it's been a long time. You've been like, I'm never saying that. <laughs> I, I can never call Ryan the man. I'm only going to call you the man. What, what are we talking about today, Ryan? <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, you know, I'm the man. <laughs> All right. So today what we're going to talk about is pretend Jesus. Uh, there is this, I don't know. <laughs> it's a funny topic. Yeah. Pretend <laughs> Jesus. And so people, people all around the world, I, I've followed several people lately, not followed them, but I've just seen their posts and stuff online and just different reels or whatever, where people are now saying, well, I'm a Christian, but my Jesus is this, or I, I mm. am a Christian, but my Jesus does these things and he doesn't do this. And so people are, this is not new, but people are uh, wanting to adopt the name Christian. But what that means then is that they are pretending, they are making up who Jesus is based off of their preferences and their position and their politics. But Ryan, isn't the only thing that matters that people believe in Jesus? Well, actually, Pierce, no, that is not the only thing that matters. Damn. It matters specifically what people believe about Jesus. And that's the the point of it. But you know, what's interesting is that from the beginning, people have been uh, shifting their perspective on God to suit themselves, to mm -hmm. suit their own desires and own cravings and own uh, the, the number of people who will say things like, well, I just, I think God is okay with me doing this thing or that thing. Or I think that God just wants um, people to be happy. Uh, there was a, a quote uh and maybe, maybe I mentioned this last month. I feel like I might have on a podcast, but there was a quote by um, Joel Osteen's wife where she just said, you know, that God's 
chief goal for people is that they would be happy. Mm. And that what God wants you to do is be happy. And so when you come into worship, it's not about worshiping God. It's about, it's about you realizing that you can be happy. And so you worship for your happiness, um, which is, is so contrary to the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there are, but there are people like that all the time who are trying to dilute who Christ is, make him something other than he is. And, and that's not a new Testament thing alone. It was mm-hmm. old Testament as well. Yeah. It's, it's Satan's first lie and deception mm-hmm. to Eve. He said, did God really say that you can't eat from any tree in the garden? And she says, no, we're just told we can't eat from this tree or we'll die. And he goes, oh, you won't, you won't die. And she believed the lie. Mm-hmm. She chose to believe something contrary to what God had declared about himself. Yeah. And the cost was devastating, not just for Adam and Eve, but for humanity. And and I think that people are continuing to do that. I, I, I am baffled still when I read Exodus and the people of God have watched God just wreck mm-hmm. Egypt. I mean, wreck them. Yeah. And then they come out of Egypt. They pass through the Red Sea. They are being led by a physical pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. This one and a half million assembly people can see this pillar of cloud and fire wherever they're going. God has come down on the mountain to meet with Moses. The mountain is trembling and shaking. Moses goes up on the mountain and he's gone longer than they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's been four months since they've left Egypt. You have not forgotten what God did. And they're like, hey, Aaron, make us a new God that we can follow because we don't know what happened to Moses. And what's really interesting to me is that they don't say... We don't, we don't know what's become of God. Mm. Uh, they said, we don't know what's happened to Moses. So their view of God was shaped by Moses. Mm-hmm. And once Moses was gone, they said, well, let's come up with our own version of God. And so they made the golden calf. If their view of God had been shaped by God, they would still be talking about what he had done in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And they would still be talking about the mountain that is literally right next to them, covered in smoke and trembling <laughs> yeah. and shaking and covered with fire. That they were scared to touch. <laughs> that they were scared or to touch. Or even go close to. Yeah. Because yeah. Of that. And, and they told Moses, you go talk to God. We don't want to talk to him because we're afraid if we talk to him, we might die. Right. And not only that, but we see in Ezekiel 20 that when the people came out of Egypt, they brought all the idols of Egypt with them mm-hmm. to worship. So there, the Bible goes on to say in Leviticus that in the 40 years that they wandered in the wilderness, we see this also in the Psalms and we see this also in um, in the book of Acts. But the the people, when they wandered in the wilderness for those 40 years, they were they were burning their children as yeah. offerings um, to other gods. The Bible, the Bible says that, and this is prior to the sacrificial system being established in mm-hmm. Leviticus, but it, it says that the people, they need to bring their offering to the tent of meeting. And they need to quit sacrificing their offerings in their in their homes to the goat demons that they've been serving, these goat idols. So maybe that lady is right. right. That's what I, <laughs> that's right, what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> and so it's interesting that that people. Um, this is not a new idea. Uh, when when Solomon's son Rehoboam was king over all of Israel, there was a civil war, and the nation split into the nation of Israel and Judah. And Jeroboam became king over Israel, and the very first act act he did. In in First Kings twelve, uh, very first act he did was set up an idol in Bethel and an idol in Dan, and one of those is at the southern edge of Israel, and one's at the northern edge of Israel. And the reason he put the one at the southern edge is because he was afraid that the people who lived at the southern part of Israel would travel south to Jerusalem. It wasn't very far, and he said, if if I don't give them a place of worship, they'll go back to Jerusalem, and their hearts will return to the Lord. Hmm. And so, being genuinely concerned about this and wanting people to follow his leadership, he set up his own gods. And then it goes on to say of Jeroboam that he 
that he appointed as priest anyone who desired to be a priest of these false gods. But the other thing that it says that's super interesting is all the Levites who were living in the nation of Israel left Israel. All those who were faithful to the yeah. Lord returned to Jerusalem yeah. and said, man, we're going to serve Yahweh God. Like we're not going to, we're not going to bend the knee to anybody else, right? Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego mm-hmm. hundreds of years later in Babylon. And so the the point is that there were people in, in the New Testament, John 6, that, and I preached this uh, the very end of April, I think, but in John 6, there were people who saw Jesus feed the multitudes. They had seen him heal the sick. They had seen him raise the dead. And they say, this is the prophet, meaning uh, the end of Malachi, um, that the, the prophet who is going to come as the forerunner of the Messiah. So their assessment of Jesus, it's wrong. They, they think this is the guy who's going to prepare the way for the Messiah. We know that John the Baptist was that guy. Yeah. But they're like, this is the prophet who has come into the world. And they're excited about it. And the very next verse says, so they sought to make him king by force. So like, this guy's the prophet. Let's make him king. They're thinking the Messiah must just be around the corner. This will be great. He'll be kind of a placeholder. It'll yeah. be wonderful. And then the next day they're following him and they they say, what do we need to do to, to be saved? What good work? And he goes, believe in me. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. And their immediate response is, this is just Jesus. We know his mom and his dad. We know where he <laughs> came from. So in less than 24 hours, they were enthralled with him going, he's a good prophet mm-hmm. and, and he could be a great king. And then the moment he, he revealed himself as the sole means by which righteousness and salvation would come, the, the sole means by which you could come and stand before the father and, and be righteous and forgiven. The, the moment he revealed that they were done. So did they physically believe in Jesus? Yeah, of course they did. Did they believe some good things, noteworthy things about him that he could heal and that he could do miracles? Yes, they did. Did they believe that he was better than just a man? They did. They believed he was a great prophet. Were they ready for him to be king? Yes. But once he elevated himself to the position as the only means by which they could access God, mm-hmm. and once he said that apart from me, like that's not going to happen, you know, then they're done. Yeah. So once Jesus revealed himself to the people in his fullness, in his full character, that was the gauntlet that was thrown down and the people were like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know? And so w- when we have people, um, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like Taylor, you know, people are like, anyway, it doesn't matter. Taylor Swift, uh, last month, the month before put out a quote, I don't know where it was. I've seen it a few places, but where she just said, yeah, she goes, I'm a, I'm a Christian too. And she goes, and, and my Jesus tells you that like, you just love people. You don't, you know, you can't judge people. You don't determine what's right or wrong. And I'm like, man, Jesus was all the time determining what was right and wrong. Mm-hmm. The The difference may be, and this is where I think that there's, we talked about this on the last podcast. This might be where you could actually enter into a conversation with Taylor Swift and say like, look, Jesus did judge between what was right and wrong, mm-hmm. but it was always about the heart yeah. more than it was the action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there were people who were prostitutes and there were people who were rebels and there were people who were not accepted by their culture yeah. that Jesus showed love to. And the people he, he called sons of the devil were the people who feigned faith in God, but did not have faith in God. And like, that's a conversation to be had. But the point being that the, we, we don't get to decide who Jesus is. Yeah. You know, last week, Micah, you asked, can someone believe that Jesus was not the creator? Which is, that might be the correct way to ask that question now that I'm thinking about it. Can you believe that Jesus is not the creator and still be, be saved? So basically, let's say that in a different way. Can you deny that Jesus is the creator and be saved? 
Probably not. Yeah, I'm with you. Can, can you be unaware that Jesus is the creator and be saved? Yes. That's a good way to say it, which is what you were after last, last episode last week. On, yeah. on that idea. Yeah, because, because the reality is that if you say, man, my faith is in Jesus for salvation, and then at some point you get to John, and at some point you get to Colossians where it says that everything— I don't even think you have to go that far is what I was saying last time. Like, I don't think you do either. No, I mean, like, like to be confronted with it. So here's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Back up a little bit from the okay. John and, and Colossians. Colossians. <clears throat> I think probably most culture would acknowledge, because this has been the ph philosophical conversation for Edward Pierce, you studied this in college, the debate in philosophy is the existence of God in that conversation. So it's not like there are at least very few conversations culturally where people are like, is it things were just born out of this, like nothingness yeah of we call evolution or did, did god create everything there's there's very few other stories now the debate some people would have is who they would call god right right sure right. but that seems to be the basic conversation did things yeah. nothing born, or something right so designer or not yeah starting there right yeah so if someone denies the designer but how they and they but yet they're putting faith in the designer yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a conundrum for me. Yeah. See, see what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. I think that's different than what you're trying to say. I'm just trying to bring light to it. Cause what, what you're, I think what you're trying to give people a pass on is that they've been convinced that there was a way that the world was created, that everything was created. Sure. I think where my struggle still is, is like, I don't have any problem with there being ignorance about that. Right. Where I have a problem is saying that the spirit mm. is the means Lives by which me. they understand the gospel. And you're telling me in that moment, the spirit who gives them understanding of the gospel, that there's no sense of God being God in that moment mm. of that understanding. I, that's hard for me to grasp biblically sure. that somehow you can put faith in the thing that you are actually denying in your perspective of creation. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And if the spirit's the means by that understanding, I don't understand how you would acknowledge God as God. Cause that was a problem in John and right. the, the gospel of John is these people were acknowledging Jesus as this thing that they wanted, but they weren't acknowledging him as, as God. They struggle. Yeah, when he that's says, his point. He shows he says, over and over. The father and I are one. So that's, that's my struggle is that how can you deny by nature, Jesus as God? Yeah. Because if you're still saying God did not create, you are saying, I don't actually believe in God. Yeah. That's my, that's my trouble. You see what I'm saying? I, I know that there's, I know that there's like caveats with, with some of the things you're talking about in terms of like the ignorance. I'm just saying strictly by, if we're saying that understanding comes by the spirit, right. how is it that there's not intrinsic in that understanding of the gospel is not God being God? Because that seems to be so, like consistent across. Okay, it. so let's back up a little bit from John, from Colossians, and say that, that, that John and Colossians are maybe then further down the road of understanding that belief, right? A clarification? So, yeah, so that people in general have a thought about spontaneous creation or creator mm -hmm. people in general it, it, even if they're not having those conversations yes. around the dinner table people default to one of those two thoughts yeah uh or at least have for the last however many years since darwin created that idea no i, th I think they do i think i think you're right i think that there is a default setting right that uh well yeah because there was a time that it was all gods yeah. right yeah. yeah i see what you're saying so so then John 1 and Colossians 1 gives us more firm understanding of that truth. Mm -hmm. But 
the question you're asking is how can someone put faith in Jesus and then not at least in their own mind have the question about creation? Like that has to shift. Something would have to have shifted in there. So like they believe in evolution. They believe it was all accidental. And then now somebody has, I see what you're saying. So somebody has put their faith in Jesus as the means of salvation provided by God, sealed by the Holy Spirit. There would, it seems, be by default a a switch in them that would then say, man, God is the creator of things. Yep. Yeah. That's my struggle. I, what I was saying earlier, I think what I said last episode was like, I could see how they're maybe like, in, I think what I said was special needs are the very young because there's a, a lack of the ability to reason through that very well. Yeah. But I still hold to the spirit being the means by which that understanding sure. comes. So that's really my big struggle is how do we say we acknowledge that the spirit is the means by which we understand the gospel? Yeah. Like my belief in Jesus, not as like a Jesus I've made up, but like yeah. the Jesus of the scripture, that understanding has to come by the spirit. So how is it that the understanding of God being creator does not come along with that. Acknowledging yeah. God as creator, it's hard for me to like biblically reconcile that because that seems to be the story. Like when 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 Israel is worshiping other gods, they are they are not acknowledging God as as God. Right. The plagues. Oh, yeah. What's the plagues? The plagues is God saying, "Your God is not God. I am." Yeah. It's all about Him saying, "I'm God." In our culture today, it is a culture of of philosophy and wisdom that says, no, things happen by accident. Creation happened by accident. Mm. That is a, that is a like opposition to God kind of thought. Like that's not acknowledged. So that's what I'm saying. I have trouble. I have trouble with someone who says I acknowledge God, but I don't acknowledge God. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, it's interesting. And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole very far, but it's interesting because to what extent does someone need to understand that they are a sinner before they can put faith in God? Because if you're going to have the conversation about sin, you almost certainly have to have a conversation about Adam and Eve, which would compel you to talk about God as creator, Yeah, like even in the gospel presentation. Mm-hmm. But another interesting thought is Jonah, when he is sleeping in the bow of the ship, the, the rest of the men come and get him and they say, you know, call upon your God and like pray and, you know, see if your God will stop this. And he says, well, he goes, this is because of me. And they say, why? And he's like, well, I, I serve the God who created the land and the sea. And then they're like, oh my gosh, you know, like, <laughs> Dang it, dude, come on, man. You know? And so like, what's super funny is no one debated that with him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no one's sitting here going, no, 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 I'm, I'm worshiping the God who created the land and the sea. And so he has just given a name to the unknown God. They believe that yeah. there is a God who creates the land of the sea. It's Acts 17 right. here. You say, here's this unknown God. Let me tell you who he is. It's the true God. It's the real yeah. God. And, uh, and so I think that's part of the, I think maybe the reason I was like, that's even in this vein of conversation is I feel like there's a mix between last episode and this episode in the sense that like, we, we want to, we want to talk about the gospel. Like it needs to be the gospel first for us. And we want to talk about other things so often, but I think we sometimes maybe water down the, which is not water down the gospel. We give a false gospel Mm -hmm. by not proclaiming Jesus as God, Mm -hmm. the son of God the means of salvation through his death and his resurrection. So what I mean is like, what you said in the intro to Pierce's stupid question, it's not enough just to believe that Jesus existed. Like that's what I feel like sometimes people want to proclaim the gospel by just saying like, believe what you want to believe about Jesus. Just believe in Jesus. Oprah believes in Jesus. Right. Uh, Gay Boltz believes in Jesus. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's all these people who just believe in Jesus. Here's an interesting thought. Matthew, Mark, and Luke do not start with Jesus as God. They start from a Jewish perspective. They start, uh, Matthew immediately, Luke in the third chapter, um, start with the genealogy of Christ. And 
And Matthew, Mark, and Luke are written to a Jewish audience yeah. who believe in a Yahweh God, who believe in God as creator, who believe in God as yeah. uh, the the one who has rescued people out of Egypt and rescued people out of Babylon. Like they have that framework. So then Jesus comes in and he is tying himself to yeah. the text. Uh, this was the, to fulfill the, the scripture. Yeah. These are the prophecies about the Messiah. And he is tying himself to um, the things of God. So like all these things that proclaim the Messiah, here I am. John starts with Jesus being existing before creation and then Jesus creating all things. And then John makes the case for the rest of his book that Jesus is God. Mm -hmm. um, not written primarily to a Jewish audience, right. written to a Gentile audience. And so, so maybe... Maybe the reason we don't see that as much in Matthew, Mark, and Luke is because the Jewish believed. mind already believed that God was creator. Mm. And then Jesus is coming and saying, I'm the fulfillment of all these things because yeah. they believed that the Messiah would be tethered to God in that way. Whereas John is saying like, look, I need you to know, first of all, that the God we're talking about is the God who created all things, mm. which is why in Acts 17, Paul also included that, mm. that, that this God that you say you know, let me tell you who he is. He goes, he made from one man, all races of men to be on the face of the earth and all sinned. And here's what he's done. You know, so like he, he starts with creator and then he, and, and so, that's interesting. yeah. So, so maybe creator is part of the gospel. Now, the thing that's really interesting, well, that's another, I think that's that, a conversation. And maybe that's why, maybe that's why I had that question in mind is because I think that there, there's almost a sense in our culture where we, we don't mind saying like uh, like a prosperity gospel that says that the gospel is about your happiness is a false gospel. Right. But we're uncomfortable telling someone that believes, that says they've believed in Jesus, but be doesn't believe he's the creator, that somehow that's not a false gospel. Right. I think we're uncomfortable with that because there are so many people who hold to that that proclaim themselves to be Christians. Yeah. And so that's, I think that's why I brought it up is like, I, I've had this conversation not quite this deep, but this conversation for years, because it's a sermon I preached from first John five, um, <clears throat> whoever has a son has life, whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. And in that context, I talk about who the son is in, yeah. in verse five of first John five. He says, who is it that, who is it that, um, uh, what does he say? Who is it that believes or receives life except the one? No, no, no. What does he say? He talks about the son. Um, I'm, dude, I'm, I shouldn't even know <laughs> Everyone who believes that believe. Jesus was born of God, everyone who no, 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 no. verse five, for, oh, verse sorry, five, yeah, five. five. Uh, who is it that overcomes the world except for the one who believes overcomes. that Jesus is the yeah. Son of who God? Who is it that overcomes except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So when my point is, when he says whoever has the Son has life, yeah. he's specifically referring to Jesus, not a version of Jesus that we've made up right. or that we're comfortable with, True. but the Jesus. He's actually saying the Jesus of the scriptures, the Jesus yeah. that has been revealed. Yeah. And then I'll just point out like, here's the Jesus that the scripture has revealed. Yeah. And I won't point to like minute things that are like, like deep theological truths. I'll just point out things like that. Like, like Colossians one, that yeah. he's the creator. First yeah. John one, he's the word, like these kind of things that are just like slap you in the face, kind of like yeah. in the forefront, because I feel like if those aren't things you believe, I'm not sure which Jesus you've believed in. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, I can't remember if it was a conversation I had with our friend Sean last week or if it was something I saw online, but somebody recently that I was listening to said that there, the, the gospel gets diluted. We would call it a false gospel, the three of us, but they'll, they say something along the lines of people will, people will preach 
um, a, a social justice Jesus, that Jesus is concerned with social justice. And he said that a lot of Christians will swallow that and believe it because it sounds good. Like mm-hmm. we want justice for the world and we want justice for the the marginalized. And so Jesus is a social justice God. Now, Jesus, Jesus is a God of justice, but it talks about God being the, the just and the justifier for all who put faith in Christ. That yeah. like the, the justice that God talks about, the justification that God talks about comes through faith in Jesus yep. and not through feeding yeah. the the hungry. And and so what people do is they they reduce Jesus to uh, a collection of uh cultural buzzwords and and things that sound right. Yeah. but do not have like if if we're going to talk about justice, we need to talk about it from the perspective in which God talks about it. We it's have fair. to. Yeah. And and so go ahead. I was going to say too. Um I think this ties in beautifully what we talked about last week as well because if we are in agreement that if you have structured your own Jesus, you've either believed or constructed a false gospel, whatever that may be, um, whichever path that falls on. And what they're doing in the midst of that, because they don't have access to the wisdom of God, they're using the wisdom of the world to build up oh, yeah. a God of their own. So yeah, like sure. what what doesn't make sense to them is a God that's just in the ways that God has actually just proclaimed the scripture. Yeah, it's foolish. What makes sense to them, which hmm. is, yeah, is them saying, you know what? You know what God would do? God would feed the hungry, and then yeah. like, because that's bad. Something that I understand is bad. Or therefore, say, I, I mean, couldn't believe in a God if the yeah, other way around. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Well, it's like the quote that I used last month about the the preacher two months ago. The the preacher who said uh, said something along the lines of Jesus didn't didn't die on the cross for our sins. Jesus died on the cross to show us how to stand up against an unjust government. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and how to. Like, Jesus, the political re- rebel, yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He he died as a political martyr, mm-hmm. uh, and and we need to fight against you know political injustice mm-hmm. like Jesus did. That's and I and I just think wow, there are going to be people who go yeah, that's what Jesus is about because their worldview is not the kingdom of heaven. Their worldview is the kingdom of America or exactly, whatever. Yeah, and they're like yeah, that is what Jesus did, but that is denying why Jesus died. So, yeah. so if we deny the character of, of Christ, the eternal nature of Christ, if we deny the purpose of his death, if we deny his resurrection, you deny any one of these components and yeah. you can't be a believer. Absolutely. You are not a Christian. Mm-hmm. You're a believer in an illusion Yeah, and you're pretend Jesus. And you're, which is, which is, I've gotten crap for this, which is not Jesus. It's not. Yeah. I said one time that in that same sermon it's a print it's a pretend i say that it's the, i'll say I'll, I'll usually make it kind of funny and it's the last time i did this um there was someone in the room from this group but i'll, I'll say like hey if there's anyone that ever shows up your, at your door wearing like a white shirt with a name tag <laughs> <laughs> i'll say that and then there was a mormon in the room <laughs> anyways a long long time ago I, I was preaching at this giant camp and i and i said that and i was like yeah. listen the mormons will come and tell you um that they believe in Jesus too. I was yeah. like, but they don't. It's a different no, Jesus because their yeah. Jesus became a God. And I'll say my my Jesus has always been God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try to be very clear about that. Had yeah. a guy, no joke, come up and argue with me for over an hour afterwards because he used to be a Mormon. He was like, no, they believe in the same Jesus. They're just confused. And I'm like, it's a freaking different Jesus. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's not, the reason I'm passionate about that is don't tell me it's a version of Jesus and it's the same thing. That is that is the exact opposite of saying Jesus. Yeah, you weird. can't say it's my version of Jesus, but this is actually Jesus. Jesus calls those people sons of the devil. Yeah. In John 8. Yeah. 8 or 6. 8. 
Eight. Eight, yeah. yeah. He's like, you You don't actually believe that yeah. I'm the son of God. You're children of the devil. You mm. you cannot, what, what they argue, what the Mormons would argue is that like all the things that Jesus did in the Bible, we believe he did that. But they disagree with the origin story of yep. Jesus, yeah. which is John so 1. you don't believe in Jesus. So you don't exactly. believe in Jesus. The yep. Jesus yeah. you believe in is not the same Jesus. Right. And and so that's problematic. And it's it's one of these things that like, um, and you have a lot of people who, who've, we talked about this before, I think too here, or at least in one of my recent sermons, but first John two, if you do not acknowledge the son, you do not acknowledge the father. If you mm-hmm. have the son, you have the father also. And there are a lot of people, uh, I have a couple of close acquaintances who will say something like, I, I don't need Jesus to teach me how to be nice to people. Everybody who needs <laughs> Jesus to teach you how to be nice to people, are, are you slow witted? Are you stupid? And it's funny because in their mind, they think that that's the purpose of Jesus yeah. is politeness. And what does it mean to be nice to people? Morality. Mm. Yeah. You know, and so they've reduced Jesus to uh, um, some sort of like guru teacher, you know, mm-hmm. yogi yeah. kind of dude that's just like the bear. Peace, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Peace, exactly. love. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Peace, love, and fish and chips, you know, and. Once he, once he said, hey, hey, boo-boo. Boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what God said to Adam and Eve? <laughs> <laughs> comes the voice, hey, hey, boo boo, <laughs> that picnic basket, <laughs> a picnic. Yep. Uh, Everybody who's like super young listening to this is like, what are you guys talking yeah. about? <laughs> so but it's yeah. If 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 you start a conversation, or it doesn't matter if you start it, if, if there is somewhere in your conversation a justification for the Jesus you believe in, yeah, then it's probably your pretend Jesus. Yeah. Um, because the the Bible is right or it's not. Yeah. And and if it's not, then simpler needs to go away, the 456 needs to go away. Mm-hmm. I need to spend, I need to quit spending so much time studying the scripture. Like yeah. none of that has any value. If Christ is not precisely who he says he is. If Christ is anything less than who Christ says he is, then there's no point in this. Can yeah. I give you another thought on the slippery slope of of the idea of kind of creating your own Jesus? That I, I, there's nonstop conversations we have with people who will say, who'll ask us questions about theological stuff or things about God, and they'll say, well, if this is really who God is, I can't believe in him. Yeah. If if God is really going to be someone who does this, then I don't understand the point in all this. And I think that's that's someone who hasn't hasn't actually put faith in Jesus. Oh yeah. If you if you question God based on the basis of your own standard, yeah. Like if you put the standard on God, well, if God is really God, then this must be true or this must not be true. And if He doesn't You're match that standard, him. then you haven't actually put faith in God. You've put faith in you. You've put faith in your yeah. premise of who God is, and that's not putting faith in God. That's not putting faith in Jesus. And I think that's a slippery, it's a slippery slope because there's, there's a ton of people who proclaim to be Christians who will do that, who will say, well, I can't believe in a God who would do this. Mm-hmm. Um, or I couldn't believe in a God. If, if this is true, then I couldn't, I can't really believe in God. And I always ask them and they can't, I haven't had one person answer this yet. Like on what premise do you feel like that's right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like but, where, where but are you, you getting get that from? Standard. So for example, if you say like, I can't believe in a God who sends people to hell? Yeah. Who sends people to hell? Why is that a moral standard for you? Yeah. Or why is that a standard of God? Like, what is the premise by which you are arriving at that position? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like that's right? And no one's ever given me an answer. Yeah. Well, and, and it's because like, uh, uh, what was his name? Velvet Jesus or Velvet Elvis? Rob Bell. Rob, Rob Bell. Bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rob Bell put out his NUMA videos in the late 90s, early 2000s, really, really 
good. I we're really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, artistically done well, like yeah. quality. Content was even pretty good. Yeah, too. yeah. it was. Uh, Just and, vague enough. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Where you can, yeah. And then he comes back and says, well, I've decided that God is love. Mm-hmm. God is love. But again, we don't get to define what that looks like. Yeah, his standard of what love is. Yeah. yeah. And then, so Rob Bell says, and because God is loving, he wouldn't ever send anyone to hell. There is no hell. Uh, and and so he wrote the book Love Wins, and he talks about how it, basically he became a universalist, where he believes everyone is saved. So now, now Christ, you don't have to believe in Christ by faith. It's just because Christ exists, everybody gets this. This is you know the reward because God is love, and it's and it's a denial of huge chunks of scripture, and it is making Jesus in his mind be more palatable mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. because. And it often starts like this. It often starts with somebody making a friend who has a different religious view than them. And their friend over here goes, well, I don't really believe in Jesus, but I I believe in God and I'm a good person. And they're like, yeah, you know what? You are a good person. And so what the Christian, so-called Christian does then is they back off of their position in Christ to allow room for their friend who doesn't believe in Jesus to have this. And it's it's amazing to me how many times through the years, uh, well, Love Notes, uh, the book that I wrote about biblical love and marriage, which is not bad, but not great. Uh, um, <laughs> you should write a, start a YouTube channel about just reviewing your own books. Like, yeah. Whoever this guy is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call it not bad, but not great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it, it, uh, it, it left, I had, I had too much, I had too much moralistic system in it still. Mm is what makes it not great. I, I bring the gospel into it, but not enough into yeah. it. Anyway, so uh, I, I wrote this book, and I, but one of the things that I contended in the book was that a marriage founded on the things of Jesus could be a beautiful thing. And at this point when I wrote it, I was single. And every one of my married friends told me, when you get married one day, you'll realize that this isn't true, that marriage can't be beautiful like this. And I said, well, if I'm correct biblically, then it can be true. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but when you get married, you'll realize it can't be. And so I had a a handful of those people, four or five, after I'd been married to Michelle for five or six years, they came back to me and they asked me, so do you still believe it? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I do still believe it. And it's amazing to me. There've been several positions that I've held from the scripture through the years where people are like, well, when this situation happens, you won't, you'll, you'll change your mind. <laughs> and like one of those positions was I, I felt really uncomfortable 20 years ago doing a wedding for a couple that did not have Christ as their aim. And so I, I said no to a couple of those weddings and, and a pastor buddy of mine would go, well, yeah, you're, you'll realize one day that you just, you know, it's just better to do the wedding. So you're not, you're not rocking the boat or whatever. And I'm, I'm still not doing those weddings. Isn't that why you do the wedding? So they can (laughs) rock the boat. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the, the point being that there are a lot of people in our world who have changed their views, uh, to accommodate someone they loved. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or, or culture. I know or pastors culture. who've changed their view on, on like what happens to babies when they die because sure. they're uncomfortable dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, there's a flip side, I think, of this. Yeah. The flip side is someone who says they make a list of things that you have to believe about Jesus that aren't a list that the scripture gives. Sure. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, well, you can't really say you believe in Jesus unless these particular things take yeah. place. So there's the opposite, the flip yeah. side of people who add to, yeah. if you will, the gospel. Well, and there, like, there are people who have said... Uh, you can't be a Christian and get tattoos or you can't be a Christian right. and drink alcohol or whatever. And these are people who are trying to determine holiness through a moralistic code mm-hmm. rather than through faith yep. in Christ. And I think maybe a distinguishing 
thing we have to point out is like, you can have debates on theology that aren't core in salvation mm -hmm. and that not affect your salvation. So for yeah. example, here's, yeah. a, here's like a, a buzz one that we need to like have a conversation about more because we all are in the same spot, but I'd be willing to hear more um, thoughts on this is someone brought to me recently, someone who I won't name their names just so we don't like put people down a path before we go down that path. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like a well-known Christian person who seems to be someone who believes in Jesus say it that way. I haven't listened to enough, of, read enough of their stuff. I can't read, so I can't read their stuff. <laughs> Listen to their stuff enough to know like how solid they are. But this person makes a case that they don't actually believe in hell for some specific reasons. Now that's different than saying they don't believe that God punishes. Right. So, so see what I'm saying? There's a nuance in sure. the theological conversation that that's not, that wouldn't bring in, in my mind, that wouldn't bring into question their salvation. Sure. It's a, just a biblical conversation. Sure. So there's a difference between saying, I don't believe God is God as the creator versus the nuance of how did it happen? Right. Was it six days yeah. literal or was it six yoms, like long periods of time? Was or it, yom being a day. Yeah. Which, yeah. So that's the thing, right? If they... That's a different conversation but, that I don't believe God's a creator. Right. Yeah. So these are people who are still saying God is creator. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. So and I think there's a lot of nuances of this. I, I think the, the the point is, I think where we're trying to go is it can't be your version of Jesus for salvation. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It can't be. Or period. It can't be your version of Jesus, period. But I'm saying like <laughs> in the sense of salvation. It, it won't save you. Yeah. Yeah. And and so there's a there's a text in Psalm 115 and Psalm 135 that I really like. And it talks about people who are making idols and it says, uh, their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but cannot speak eyes, but cannot see ears that cannot hear noses that cannot smell hands that cannot feel. And they have feet that cannot walk. They cannot make a sound with their throat and those who make them become like them. So does everyone who trusts in them. Hmm. And, and so it's interesting because it's here are these people is talking about idolatrous Israel and they have fashioned literally gods of their own design mm -hmm. that, cannot speak, cannot move, have no power, have no breath, have no whatever. And he says, those who make like, who make them become like them. In other words, powerless, they become, mm -hmm. they become nothing. Right. And the contrast to that in both places, he says, but you who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us and he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, the small and the great together. And so in contrast to this idolatrous thing, like, Put your trust in the Lord. Yeah. And and I think where it gets confusing for some people in, you know, 2023 is that they go, well, but they do believe in Jesus. And and so why isn't their life any different? Why, you know, and you're like, because they have they have created in their mind a version of Jesus that is not biblical. Yep. And so it is an idol. And if you create an idol which has no power, then you have no power mm. by default. Mm. Like this is this is Christians who continue to say, um, like there are people that I know firsthand who, well, cultural call culture will sometimes call them carnal Christians, meaning that mm -hmm. they're believers who live however the heck they want to, engaging in all the sin that they want to, engaging in all the wickedness that they want to. I don't see that model in the scripture, mm -hmm. and and the idea that you can be a believer and have not been altered at all by the truth of who Christ is or not been changed at all by the Holy Spirit that is in you says to me that maybe you are following a false Jesus, a pretend mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Um, because uh, like how, how do you, 
How do you have what is old pass away and all things become new? How do you become <laughs> a new creature and never be new? Yeah. Like, and, no. and some people will say, well, yeah, but they were really nice for a little while or they were really kind. <laughs> my, my alcoholic adultering father could be really nice for a little while. Mm-hmm. Could be really kind well, I think for a what little while. What we, what we tend to hang our hats on sometimes is that people have the right conversation. So like if you talk to your dad, your dad could probably give us a synopsis of the gospel. Not now he's dead. Oh yeah. He's yeah. in ashes now. But what? like, you know, I think there's a lot of people like that who you can know, give he, you the right church answer. There was someone who used yeah. to work with us here that could give you the right answers oh, yeah, about everything. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, had yeah. never actually put faith right. in Jesus. And that's so we hang our hats on the right answer sometimes instead of asking the question of the heart, like, have you actually put your faith in God as a provider of salvation through Jesus? Like that's a different thing than knowing it intellectually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that's something you brought up last week too, that I really do think we need to probably press more deeply into. We need to start having harder conversations with the people that we love and say, look, like there, there is an indication in the scripture that, um, certain type of fruit, 30, 60, a hundred fold. We talked about last month, the month before mm-hmm. will be born out in the people of faith. Those who are good soil, those who the, the gospel of God has fallen on prepared hearts and they produce 30, 60, a hundred fold. Like their mm-hmm. lives are different. Yeah. And we need to love people around us enough to have the conversation and go, your life has never looked different. Mm-hmm. Like that is a conversation that I had with my dad for 20 years before he died. Yeah. And to your point, Micah, he, his response was always, well, I know the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I go, yeah, but it has never changed your life. And more than once he told me, I just don't want to be different. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. And, and I'm going, how then can you say that you have the spirit? How then can you say that you, and what he did is he created a Jesus that in his mind, you just had to acknowledge existed. You just had to mentally be able to, if you could have passed the, bio, the 10 question Bible quiz, multiple choice. <laughs> then, then, then you're good. And that's yeah. essentially what it, my dad told me. He goes, I, I know all those answers. He could have filled, he could have filled in the blank, mm-hmm. uh, but it never changed anything about him. Yeah. And, and how do we argue that that's salvation? Right. And so, so my dad had a version of Jesus that allowed my dad to just be whoever he wanted to be, um, and live life however he wanted to live life. And there's no accountability yeah. and there's no, like, I, I, I think, I think the spirit in us, this is a stupid thing to say, so let me say it a better way. This, <laughs> I don't think, I know that the spirit in us desires the things of God. Mm-hmm. And the spirit in us is good at his job mm-hmm. in drawing us into mm-hmm. the presence of Christ. Yeah. And uh, I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine not long ago who, uh, they were just talking about some choices that they had made. And they said, man, I, I was just sick to my stomach. Like I just, I knew that this wasn't honoring Jesus. So I was like, well, of course you knew because you have the spirit of God inside you. Like, <laughs> and, and God loves you. And he, he wants you to, to glorify him. Like, of course you knew, you know, like, yeah. and, and I, I know when I'm wrong. Like I, I know when I am like, uh, isn't that funny? Yeah. And, and there have been times now, I, th- I think there are times also that like, um, I, there were things in me I didn't see, and I've had friends sure. like you who will bring it to my attention and go, hey, you might want to reconsider this. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys coming to me because you're concerned that I represent Christ well. It's, it's, it's Paul rebuking Peter in Galatians 2. Like, hey, this, this, isn't, yeah, this isn't in step with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, Which but, is the benefit is that, of that is that we do this together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not the weight isn't just on us individually. We do mm-hmm. it together. And I, for me, you know what's funny is for me, there's... This happened recently. I can tell you guys about this later on the way home. But like, 
I feel like God told me something to do recently. And I was like, that's stupid. It's, this can't be from God. Yeah. And it just will not go away. And I don't understand it. Everything about it. To sell all your crypto? <laughs> that's definitely not for that wasn't it, that wasn't it. <laughs> although that would be the same kind of struggle like if yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. but but like it, it has continued to be on my heart and mind and it's just like crazy clear that god's telling me and it literally i'll tell you guys later when i tell you you're gonna be like that not only does that seem dumb it seems like the not right thing to do and yeah. this isn't a moral issue it's just yeah. like this doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense and i'm like but but it's pretty clear to me that i'm supposed to do this for whatever cool. reason so that's those are those moments where yeah. i'm like i have to trust god yeah and so this isn't even about me like sinning and then god right. making me feel sick about it this is mm -hmm. like god's and i think that's where we like sometimes miss it is like what where where is that where is that leading in people who haven't put faith in jesus yeah where is that like i can i can account like without from, it being just a cultural moral standard yep mm -hmm. yeah yep, because absolutely. a lot of people have that and a lot of christians have sold cultural moral standards yeah. as the voice of and God. And maybe yeah. to be fair, maybe that masks, like we talked about last episode there, which is what you were saying, Ryan, last episode, it's probably difficult to start walking by the spirit if you're still hanging on to the law yeah. or hanging on to morals. Like I bet there, there's been so much more freedom for you in the last few years in reading the scripture without there being you setting your own standard of how sure. much you're supposed to read the scripture. Now it's probably different, even though you read it a lot back then, it probably has more weight and value for you now. I'm enjoying it way it more than I yeah. ever have. It's not about the the action or the no. moral or work of it. It's about like yeah. the joy of knowing God and you're able yeah. to set set like goals for yourself still with, without the feeling of shame yeah. that comes along with setting standards that aren't supposed to be standards of yeah. like morality and holiness and things like that. So I think there's there's this this joy. I think it's what I miss. Like the people who say, I believe in Jesus, but it has to be like this. Mm. You always see it. Like there's a lack of joy. I'll, I'll say this as random thought along that lines. I think there's, there's something to all of us who've put faith in Jesus that really long to see people, to see people fed, to see people mm -hmm. cared for, to see people have clean water, to see people not live in poverty. And I think that's born out of a desire for the kingdom that's coming. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it doesn't mean I don't pursue that now, but I think it's a different motive than people who are like, this is justice for the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our motive. Most people are viewing it as the end. Yeah. yeah. Our motive, because we've believed in Jesus, is that Jesus offers them something better yeah. in the midst of their circumstances. He offers them joy in the midst of hard times. Because if you look at the history of the world, there has never been a time when sin has not wrecked the world. Yeah. There, there will not be a time when we don't have poverty, when we don't have hunger until Jesus brings the kingdom. Like, yeah. And so our longing is different. This isn't about social justice. This is about Jesus. This mm -hmm. is about giving people something that goes beyond their circumstances. Yeah. That's the difference. Like when I hear someone say, we, we do these things because of social justice, what I say is that's not Jesus. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, and I think further in that discussion is a, have we had a social justice podcast? Mm -hmm. We have, yeah, it's been yeah. a while. It has been a while. But the, revisit it. It's been a while. Yeah, but yeah. The, the other thing is too, like I was reading in Acts this morning and uh, it was talking about, uh, I think the prophet's name is Agabus. I forget his name, but like he had prophesied that there was going to be a famine throughout the world. The whole world was, and, and in Antioch where Paul and Barnabas are, they take up a collection for the relief for the saints. And so that's one of the things that's really interesting throughout is that the the people in Antioch weren't trying to take care of everybody. 
They were trying to take care of the saints, right. which is another conversation to talk about. Take care of each other. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean you don't care for people outside of the body. Right. But the first and foremost concern is to make sure that the body's taken care yeah, of. Yeah. Which is hap- what happened in Acts 4 and 5, mm-hmm. uh, which is- My guess is if the body's taken care of, then you'll see other people's needs being met outside of the body too. <laughs> well, and I, and I think if the body's being taken care of, you will- see people attracted to the body yeah that's true they'll want to they'll be like what you see in yeah. they want to be part of that mm-hmm. you know and so th- here's here's some things like we we have to believe i think uh i think we have to believe that jesus if you see jesus you've seen the father i think we have to believe that there is um there is a unity between the two that goes beyond just likeness like mm-hmm. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God in the beginning. I think that that's vital. I think the resurrection of Christ is vital. I Mm. think his death as the sole means for salvation is vital. I think uh, believing that there is no other name under heaven, no other means under heaven by which we must be saved than Jesus. I think that's vital. Mm. I think understanding God as the one who like... I don't know what I'm struggling with here. Like, I want to say God is creator, but there's something in my heart that I, I can't quite put a finger on that's deeper than that because I think... I, th- I think you could just say God. Yeah, because for me, when we, when we reduce the conversation just strictly to creation, I feel like we're missing a part of him as creator. Like, uh, there, is a, there is... It's more than just trees and oceans and birds and sky. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, there's something deep about God being the source of all life. I think that's it. Uh, and, and that's so, a good way to say it. Yeah. And, Which I think is what I was saying earlier that that's, it's, it's a God belief. Like it's yeah. not, I don't think you have to have the conversation of how creation happened. I think sure. it's innate in the idea of God. Yeah. And that is, every, everything flows from him. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a uh, philosophy, stupid question if if god is all powerful can he create a rock so big that even he can't pick <laughs> yeah. it up like it is contrary to the nature of like it's a stupid question because yeah. it's you can't say god implying all powerful and then say he can't like it right. doesn't it doesn't work those two things so you that's what i meant earlier like it, it is contrary to say i believe in god but i don't believe in god right because i don't believe in in creation. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So there, I think what you're struggling with is like, you're thinking about it from probably rightfully so from the nuance of the conversations that tend to happen in God being creator. That's not what I was talking about. I think that there's, I think that the, I think that the ideas implanted in ideas like in, in theories like evolution is, is a lie from the enemy intended to to keep people from believing in God. Yeah. If you Mm -hmm. will. Yeah. Because that's, isn't that the conversation? Like I heard, uh, what's his face? Neil deGrasse Tyson say recently, if there, what did he say? If we find evidence of God at some point, like in this exploration of space, he goes, I'm happy to believe in the big bearded guy in the sky. He goes, Mm -hmm. but there's just not, it's just not there. Mm -hmm. That's everything you need to know about what I'm saying. Like intrinsic in what he's saying is the evidence that I see with my eyes is what defines for me what God is. He's starting from the premise of there is no God, which I think is, Proverbs and Psalms, I forget where exactly it is. It says the fool says in his heart, most translations say there is no God, but I think it's probably better translated. Psalm 14, one through three. Yeah. Psalm 53, one through three. Is it in Proverbs too or is it just Psalms? No. Okay. Just Psalm 10, I think verse four and then Romans three. I don't know why. Oh yeah. I forget about Romans too, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, Romans three, it's really Romans more of a, <laughs> it's really more of a negation of God rather than I don't believe in the existence of God. The fool yeah, says right. in his heart, 
no God is like a shaking of the fist. Like I will not mm-hmm. believe in you. And I think that's, that's my struggle is like, is not the, the nuanced conversation of how did creation happen, but to say, I, I believe in, I believe that all the things I see in the trees and the stars and the sky yeah. and in the, in the, um, planets that came from something other than God is to, in essence, say, I don't believe in God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. where I'm going rather than the creation and how it happened is like yeah. the negation the, in, in God being the one who rules over all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you will. Yeah. Sweet. I'm sure there's some kickback on that. I'm interested to hear it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so for well, sure. Probably nuance. There's some nuance that yeah. could be discussed. I think there's nuance in the conversation of how it happened mm-hmm. I, right now. I don't feel like there's any new, I don't think you can say there's nuance in saying I'd believe that, that God is God, but I don't believe that he is God. <laughs> no, no, agreed. I, I think, I think that for some people, maybe the kickback will boil down to a definition of terms. Right. Like, but, but maybe, maybe like, uh, you do this with Pierce and myself all the time that you, you have to walk us to the place where we're like, okay, yeah, I see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, where it's, it's just a misunderstanding. I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Stop making Jesus someone he isn't. You know, just stop it. Stop trying to. Just stop trying to, because you can't. Yeah. One thing too, I mean, we, we've kind of answered it throughout, throughout the podcast as well. I just think it's so interesting and we've addressed this a few other episodes as well, that like, it's so interesting that people want to hold fast to Jesus, but not hold fast to Jesus. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's this weird thing within our culture. It's like, well, I'm a Christian, but, and then they list off a bunch of stuff that shows you're not really a Christian. <laughs> like, why do you need so, why does he need to start with I'm a Christian? Like the whole Taylor Swift thing. I don't know where she is with the Lord, but like for her to say, um, for her to say what she said, well, my Jesus does this. Yeah, the, she calls the, herself a true Christian. Oh, really? Like the language implies Oof. that there's a division there between her beliefs and then other beliefs. And so therefore I have either concocted this, I've made this up or someone else made it up and gave it to me. But either way, not following after the true Jesus, why is there a need to even begin with Jesus? Like, and I think that we talked about some of the Old Testament times and stuff like that where people just attach to different gods. What's interesting about our culture is that people want to make Jesus one of those other gods or they're in essence doing it, but why even connect the name Jesus to it? And I think you'd mentioned the Mormon stuff as well. I just think that the name of Jesus is just ingrained so much where that's just kind of second nature for people of like, well, I worship, I worship a God that does this. And, and instead of saying God there, they just say Jesus. Yeah. And because of the way that our culture is. So it's interesting. And I hate it all at the same time. And so I think that it's, it's crucial for us who are actually true believers who actually follow after the true Jesus to, to help bring in language whenever we're confronting with that, whereas people say, well, my Jesus says this. We can say, instead of saying our Jesus says this, we can say, well, the Jesus of the Bible acts this way. The, yeah, Je- yeah, yeah. the God of the scriptures behaves this way. The, um, what was the language you'd use earlier? The, the, the maker of, what was it? Um, I forget what you referenced earlier, but God being the maker of all things, kind of what the argument that John was making and stuff like that, God being God, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, this is who God declares himself to be. I don't need to have a voice in the situation. Right. I don't need to be the one. I don't need to be the standard here. You don't need to be the standard here. Let's just see how he actually presented himself. Same thing with your conversation with that guy at the coffee shop of like, let me just give you the scripture. Yeah. You're not mad at me. You're mad at the scripture. <laughs> like you're trying to, to, to distort what the word of God actually says. So anyway, a huge encouragement to everybody. When having those conversations, it can really be off-putting, um, but standing up for the truth of of who Christ declares himself to be through his word. I, I do think there's a sense where we have to rely on the spirit for that understanding as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so just proclaim, like we talked about last time, 
let's proclaim the gospel, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. And as conversation comes, we can do our best to explain whatever we can. But I think there's right. a sense to like, don't get overwhelmed with the details. Mm-hmm. Um, trust the spirit. Yeah. He gives understanding in that. I didn't realize before going into it, how much hand in hand, the last week's episode and this episode go just kind of fl- flowing into each other. So if you guys haven't listened or watched last week's episode, I encourage you to, um, cause it feels like a continuation of the conversation as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. You guys have anything else to add to that? You know who my favorite edition is? Mm. That's Steven. Can he do edition? <laughs> Ouch. We gotta ask him sometime. <laughs> uh, Micah go, can't read. Stephen can't do edition. Just a bunch of dummies here, man. <laughs> uh, go check out Stephen at the Garden Audio on Instagram. Go give him a follow. Give him a like. Say, hey, I enjoyed the podcast this week. It didn't sound like crap, and so you can thank him for that for the professional audio quality there. While you're over there on social media, give us a follow at Simpler Pod. That's a great way to get in contact with us. Great way to to. Um, to ask questions, to add, to contribute to the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, may it be conversations you guys have had about um, Jesus. May it be nuances in, in your perspective shifts in, in regards to the, to how Jesus actually proclaims himself to be versus the Jesus maybe you were taught is. Um, we, just, we would love to hear from you. We, we love being able to hear these experiences and hear what's going on. And also, if you guys have any further questions or any topic ideas, that's a great way to reach out to us as well. And as always, keep Christ's core. What could be simpler than that? Catch y'all next week. Bye.